Hello and welcome to the Two Fit Podcast, Episode 5. My name is Brandon Walker. I'm Sarah Hollyhead. And it's good to be back. We apologize for the delay in this episode. We were indisposed uh, for the last 10 days or so. We were in Hawaii. I was there for work and it was really tough. It was really hard work. I worked at least an hour a day, sometimes sometimes up to two hours there a day. There was drive time involved. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> no, I was there to uh, speak. I had the opportunity to speak at several different uh, institutions. I had 12 speaking gigs in 10 days, which was pretty cool. But yeah, there's much harder jobs to do than to go and talk to people and to do it in possibly the best one of the best places in the world, honestly, it was great. But um, we bring it up because uh, the subject of the last two podcasts was how to stay fit while you travel. And there would be a great temptation uh, in a place like Hawaii to literally step outside your hotel, walk down the street, and plant your rear or other parts of your body firmly in the sand and just sit there for 10 days, which would have been really easy to do. But or a hammock. Or a hammock would have been nice, a or a towel, or whatever. Either way, to lie in a prone position on the beach uh, for a long time would be very easy to do. Uh, and not that we didn't do that. We did spend a little time doing that. But we figured we, um, as trainers and fitness, somewhat fitness professionals, that we would uh, kind of practice what we preach. So I was there for five days by myself before Sarah got there. And so I made sure that uh, on the five days I was there, that every day I did something, uh, some something resembling a workout every day. I took my resistance bands. I did those uh, on the balcony of my hotel, which was nice. Also with the breeze from the ocean. Uh, again, there's worse places that you could be working out. Um, I played golf. Is that really working out? Is that? Did I mean, you I walk walked. or did you take the cart? No, I walked the whole way. Oh yeah, well then definitely. That counts as exercise. It was hot. Yeah, and I mean you're walking and then a mongoose stole my golf ball that's the excuse that i'm sticking to for losing at least one but no one else was around to see this yeah no. that's true i was by it's myself a little suspect I <laughs> um a lot of hiking i hiked in the volcano areas which was really sweet and uh some swimming and i did what's called sup sup <laughs> which is stand up paddling on a surfboard and you do it in calm water now, that sounds easy, but it's harder than you think because your legs are balancing, and so you're standing on a surfboard, and you're using a paddle while you're standing up. So it was actually quite a, a workout for the shoulders and the back. So I count that as a workout day. And that's about it. Uh, Sarah and I did a lot of walking. I mean, lots of walking, miles of walking, and we hiked. Six miles in the first day? The first day we walked six miles. Finally? Not really intentionally, but we... <laughs> um, we ended up in, well, we found a lot of places that we weren't looking for and a lot of places we were looking for we didn't find, but um, either way, it was vigorous exercise. And then we hiked up uh, to a waterfall. That was cool. And we swam with dolphins. Mm -hmm. That wasn't much exercise, but that was cool anyway. All that to say, hey, we're glad to be back. And uh, in case you feel that it's really impossible to, st to uh, stick to some kind of fitness regimen when you're on the road... If it's possible in a place like Hawaii, it's possible anywhere. Um, and I think we've kind of hit that topic sufficiently in the last couple of weeks. So let's move on. This week, uh, our topic is, what's our topic, Sarah? Gym etiquette. Now, why, uh, 
why is it important to talk about gym etiquette? Why can't you just go into the gym and do what you want? Well, it's a public place. Okay. And so, I mean, you need to respect other people. So that's why I think it's, you know, everybody's there to get their workout done, hopefully. I know not every, some people are there to ulterior motives, but. We'll, we'll discuss the ulterior general, motives in a moment. Right. Now. In general, everyone's there to just get their workout done. And that, you know, everyone needs to respect everyone else's space in there. You know, so we're going to kind of talk about. Specifics. Right. I think the, the the overarching theme of going to a gym is it, it's it's an unusual place. It's not something that you're used to, and you kind of get into your own headspace. If you're going to a gym by yourself, especially, then you, you kind of get in. You do your own thing. You're very focused. You got your headphones on, and I think it's easy to forget that there are other people around. Sometimes you get so focused uh, on what you're doing, but it's really important because if you've ever most gyms are crowded most of the time. I mean, even on days like today, which is a holiday, uh, we were at the gym earlier and, you know, we had to wait for equipment and there's people around. You have to, not just for safety. I mean, obviously for safety reasons, you need to be cognizant of other people, but just out of common courtesy, um, there's some things that we're going to cover. We've had some of our friends on Facebook throw in some ideas. Some of them are not appropriate, so we won't uh, mention those. We've got a lot of, uh, wise guys that are friends usually they're friends of mine if they're wise guys on Facebook uh, I'm not going to mention people like uh, Eric or Brent or people like that that uh, chime in with it. but if you want to see their comments go to Facebook facebook.com slash fit with B um, but we're going to skip those we're going to talk about legitimate comments uh, actually everything that we're going to talk about has been mentioned by uh, well not everything but most of the things we're going to mention have been uh, brought up on Facebook by some of our fans let's start with um what do you want to start with as far as the gym etiquette? Well, I think we should start with the obvious, which there's signs all over the gym that say, and there's paper towels and cleaning equipment that says, hey, you know, clean up after yourself. I think that's a big one. So and most people do. I would say, you know, most people now realize that. But you get every now and then somebody that, you know, leaves the Stairmaster and it looks like, you know, spilled water all over it. What's a, what's this, what's a, what, when, when they say clean the equipment, what are we talking about? Are we, are we talking about getting out a spray bottle, spraying it down, wiping it down, cleaning it, or, or what's, what's the bare minimum amount of cleaning that you should do when you leave uh, a piece of equipment and you have sweated on it? <laughs> well, the bare minimum is if you have a towel to swipe it you know, with, the, with your towel. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, really, if you want to, be respectful to everybody else and what I would prefer is if you sweat all over it then to get a towel that has disinfectant on it and clean it most gyms have that right they have a spray bottle sitting around the little uh, they should sometimes there's nothing in the spray bottle or there's no paper towels half the time that's but I take that as a good sign I mean at least that means people are using it yeah typically what I do is I either have two towels or I have one sort of big towel, and I, Sarah thinks this is gross, but I use one side of the towel to wash. Because I don't really sweat that much when I'm lifting weights. If I'm on the treadmill or something, then I sweat a lot, and that's a whole different kind of situation. You're on, you're in the same, on the same piece of equipment for 30 minutes, an hour, uh, so you should take a little longer to wipe it down. But normally I'm only on the equipment, like if it's a bench, for a minute, a couple of minutes. And when I get up, it's not drenched. It just might right. have a little bit of sweat on it. So what I do is I just take a towel and make sure it's gone. I just wipe it down 
in all the places that I've touched <laughs> the equipment. If it's a, a leg press or something where uh, you know my legs are wrapped around a piece, then I wipe that. Um, just again, just to, just be courteous about that kind of thing. But I think the to go out of your way to do it is a nice thing. You would want somebody to do that before you got on there, right? Right. I mean, that's kind of, I mean, there's nothing worse than you walk up to a bench and it's got a sweaty head print, greasy, sweaty. That's just. Nobody likes sweaty no, head prints. I mean, let's be honest. That's, you know. So, I mean, but everybody knows, it's like we said in the beginning, it's a public place. So you have to realize that, you know, that people are going to touch things and leave, you know, so just don't. After you're, when you're at the gym, don't touch your face. Don't, you know, make sure that for your own safety. Right, right. I mean, just you know, even if everybody cleans everything, there's still don't like lift weights and then lick your fingers. That's really gross. I mean, <laughs> I'm really tempted to do that a lot, but I just don't. I've had to learn not to. So yeah, resist that urge. But I mean, just try to remember that, and then wash your hands whenever you leave the gym. And I mean, I'm sure a lot of people do that, but that's just something to. To be aware of. On the uh, the line of being courteous to other people, my biggest issue is not the the sweat marks. I could get over that, but it's leaving equipment out, like t- taking weights, moving them around, and then just leaving them out. To me, that's just completely disrespectful to anybody. I guess people do that, and they assume that the the staff is going to come back. But do you ever see the staff? I ne- I've never once seen the staff at our gym picking up weights, day, maybe at the very end of the day, but they're not running around. I mean, that, that's a lot of work to do if you're sitting yeah. there running around all day moving people's weights back onto the racks. And do your best to, pro- to put them back where you found them. That's important, too. Um, what do you think about this, Sarah, when you're doing, let's say, a bench press? Should you leave the weights on the bar, or should you each time you leave, should you take them off the bar and put them back on the rack, the, the plate weights? I always take mine off, and I think you should, but I've heard people say before, people I've worked out with, they'll leave like a 45 on there or something. They're like, well, if you can't do a 45, you shouldn't be doing bench press anyway. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, and usually I'm using smaller weights, so, you know, if a guy comes in and is going to bench a bunch, he's going to have to take those off and then put his 45s on. And, you know, I mean, it's just common courtesy i think yeah i think that one could kind of go either way i don't know I, i've seen some gyms that have a sign that says please take weights off uh and maybe it's for safety or something like you don't want somebody to come over and bump that i mean that would take a lot to bump a whole bar off but it, it th- in theory it could happen right you could walk by and it'd be easier or less dangerous to bump the bar off by itself than a bar that has a 45 pound weight on each side and it falls and one weight falls off and the other falls off so maybe it's, it's more of a safety thing Plus, it, there may be some extra wear and tear on the bar, like just sitting there in one position all day with weights on it. Maybe it's bending. I don't know. That seems maybe unlikely, but uh, I don't know. It seems like there's a reason. I just figure I have no idea what the next person's going to be doing. Right. Maybe they just want to use the bar. Maybe they don't even. Maybe it's somebody just starting out and they don't even want to have any weight on there. Well, they might not want to have to take 45s off, or maybe they can't. And so, I just think it's. It, does it irritate me? Not that much, but I would. I do it. I take them off. Yeah. So. But definitely put the stuff back. Uh, you know, the other day uh, I was working out and I was looking for two 40-pound dumbbells. And I look on the rack and there's one 40-pound dumbbell, but the other one's missing. And I look around and nobody's using it. And so I, I had to switch to a different weight. And then 
you know, 20 minutes later, we're hanging out over in the, the personal trainer area. And there is that weight just sitting there, the 40-pound dumbbell. Somebody took it over to a completely different part of the gym and just left it there and didn't bring it back. Uh, that's really uncool. Like, you, you just put the stuff back. It's real simple. And consider it an extra part of your workout. Absolutely. You it's know, more it's, work to do it. You're having to walk back over there, and you're getting a little extra for your in your workout. So, What about this? This really bugs me when I go to the gym, and people sort of claim multiple... <laughs> apparatus at, at the gym for instance uh at the gym we go to there are two types of there's two core machines that are right next to each other and they're really nice they're the kind where you could adjust the weight and work different parts of your your, your stomach your core muscles your abs i think uh, we've discussed this on past episodes yeah, because it's situated right to where you can oh, see yeah, the, right. uh, the dance class well, <laughs> <laughs> well either way it's annoying that people some people take and they claim both of those machines because they go back and forth between and, and they'll have like a water bottle sitting next to one of the machines and then they'll put their towel next to the other one so that they could easily go back and forth. But that's, again, that's just not appropriate. Like if you're going to use one piece of equipment, stay on it and then pick up your stuff and move it to the other one if it's free or just wait. So it's, it's things like that that I guess people either they don't think about or they don't care or, or whatever. But, you know, we're all in this together. So let's look out for each other in, that, in those, those situations. Well, I think that's something, too, though, that as a person waiting, sometimes, I mean, I'm not arguing that they shouldn't do that. But also, you have to be a little flexible when the gym is packed. You know, be flexible with your workout. Okay, maybe the exercise that you're going to do next, somebody's on that equipment. So now you have to go do your final exercise Maybe move it up a little, you know, in the in the routine and do that one at the end. So, I mean, instead of just standing there for five minutes waiting for somebody, you kind of lose the momentum of your workout. So you're waiting for them. You know, move on to the next one and then come back to this. Yeah. That's that's a good point. Um, yeah, there's no need to be standing around. I mean, there's always something to do. Right. That bothers me when somebody's just standing there. Yeah, because it makes you <laughs> like, feel uncomfortable. It makes you have to rush through, and it can be dangerous right. for you to, to have to rush through what you're doing. I'm If I see somebody's on a piece of equipment that I need, I'm just, okay, well, I'll come back to it you know, when they're done. Yeah. So I'm not hovering over them. Now, that having been said, I think it is appropriate to... If, if you see a person that's going, that feels, seems like they're going to be on a particular machine for a period of time, it's appropriate to ask if you can work in with them. I've done that before. I mean, and again, you just kind of have to judge whether that's appropriate or not. For instance, uh, keep in mind the, the amount of weight they're doing. If you're on a completely different level than they are and you're going to have to put more weights on or take weights off, it's probably better to just wait your turn. But if it's on a piece of uh, machinery like a dips machine or a pull-up bar or something like that, where you're not having to make adjustments on it, then I think it's very appropriate to just say, hey, can I jump in? Because they're going to stop and rest for 30 seconds, a minute, whatever. Right. Uh, so I think it's totally appropriate to, to jump in and But share. just make it known that, yeah. that's what, that you would like to do that because I've had people, again, just standing there and I'll say, hey, do you want to work in? Oh, sure, you know, well, you know, it's okay. I think it's okay to ask. At least then they know that you're waiting for that piece of equipment and not something else that's nearby. Again, you know, just, just be cognizant of other people. Yeah. So moving into a, a completely different um, sort of <laughs> topic, but in, in a similar vein is dress at the gym. <laughs> this is uh, something of, that we've actually brought up on the show several times because we've seen some interesting things like 
women wearing heels while they're working out. And uh, But I think it's more on the end of people wearing too little clothing <laughs> at the gym or... Let me just say this. Spandex is not everyone's friend. <laughs> it's it, usually nobody's friend. I, I don't know. To me, well, and this sounds kind of sexist, but to me, it's it's more appropriate for women to wear spandex in general than for men to wear it. And when I'm talking about spandex, I'm, I'm usually referring to shorts. <laughs> just look in the mirror before you go. like, Or better yet, get... A second opinion on what you're wearing. Um, it's not the 80s anymore. In the 80s, if you watch workout videos from the 80s or movies from the 80s, um, everybody was going around in biker shorts and half shirts. And it's just some people should not be wearing those. <laughs> would you agree? I would have to agree. <laughs> like one time I was at a, a hotel gym. And by gym, I mean it was two treadmills facing a mirror with a TV above the mirror. And I was just happily going on. I had shorts and a t-shirt on and I was jogging on the treadmill. And some dude comes in and I don't want to know. I don't know where he was from, but he was probably not from the United States just by his demeanor. And I don't even know if that's worth mentioning. But he stripped down to literally a bikini brief. <laughs> like, like now it wasn't a thong but it was almost basically what and this dude was like 65 years old and then he just gets on the treadmill and starts going to town and I'm facing the mirror <laughs> so I I have nowhere to look but right in the mirror so I'm trying to look up at the TV but this guy's huffing and puffing and running in his little speedo well um, anyway it, that guy probably he probably wouldn't wear that at our gym but I've, I've seen, never seen that at our gym anyway. <laughs> but just be appropriate. And, and ladies, you know what looks good on you. You know what doesn't. And to me, it's like you should be comfortable. Being comfortable is the most important thing. If you're, constri if you're constricted, if you're squeezing into something, uh, it's probably not going to help your workout. Um, yoga pants are great in general for women, I think. They're awesome. But guys in yoga pants... Maybe not so much. Um, and again, maybe this is just from my my perspective as a guy. So you, you look like you're not even agreeing with me. on No, I do stuff. agree. I just, I think. Do you like guys in spandex? Do you think that's hot? No, I, I mean, that's why I say I don't, usually it's not anyone's friend, I don't think. But Personally, I, I can't imagine a scenario in which I would walk into a gym wearing biker shorts unless I would, it was a dare or somebody was paying me. Right. I mean, it, it, it just seems like it goes without saying. But then every day you go in there and there's dudes coming in wearing stuff. And you're just like, I don't know. Maybe I, I'm way off base with that. Anyway, dress code. Just be appropriate and don't scare the little children. <laughs> it's a family type. It's, a, fa it's a family environment. If you wouldn't wear that in another public venue, maybe you shouldn't be wearing it at the gym. Maybe All that's right. a way to think of it. That's a good point. But then again, I mean... And it's not the beach. That's that's the thing. It's not a swimming pool. It's not the beach. So keep those things in mind. And most gyms have rules. You know, you have to have, we be wearing shirts and all that kind of stuff. It goes without saying. Um, so let's switch this to the woman's perspective on something regarding being hit on by guys at the gym. Because this is not something that happens to me. And although I'm sure there's guys that hit on, or guys that hit on guys and whatnot and whatever. But in general, it seems like the 
modus operandi is dudes going up to girls and being like, hey, what's up? I see you're working out. <laughs> so I'm working out too. And, and trying to use that as a venue to get a date or whatever. What's your mm-hmm. perspective on that? Well, I mean, I think a lot of times you see the same people in the gym. And so um, I think you know, meeting people and dating people at the gym, it has it does have a place. I think that's fine. But um, there's different ways that and if you see somebody all the time in the gym on a regular basis, you know, they're pretty much they're serious about it like you are. They're not just there to to hook up with somebody or to find somebody. So, I mean, I think if you have someone comes over to you and, and that's kind of they should know if they see you all the time that you know, wouldn't come up to you in the middle of your workout and, you know, interrupt you, especially women. If we have headphones on, we're not wanting to talk to anybody, you know. So if that's if you make somebody take their headphones off, and talk to you, uh, usually not going to get a very good reaction, I don't think. Um, so they're just kind of humoring you. So that I don't you know, if you wait till after the workout, till everybody's done or till somebody's resting um, a little more appropriate, but, you know, um, that's just, it's just common courtesy, the same thing. You want to respect somebody's time in the gym. I mean, we're all pressed for time. You know, if you're there and working out and you're serious about it, you don't want a lot of extra distractions, meaning you don't want a bunch of people hitting on you, you know, so. Right. So it seems like in general, women are, it's kind of a vulnerable position because you're, you're in the gym, you're sweating, you, you, you know, forgive my saying, but you probably don't look as good as you would if you had, you know, just gotten ready for work or something. And so you may not be feeling at your best. And so to have some random guy come up and just start talking to you is probably a little off-putting as, as a woman, right? Well, to me, it's because I'm in there to, to work out. Right. I'm not in there to talk to somebody. And, you know, so you know, that, that to me automatically is going to put me not on the defensive, but I'm going to be a little irritated because, you know, I have an hour there to work out. You're starting to infringe on my hour here. So, but the thing is, if you see people all the time in the gym, you wave, hi, smile, what's going on? You know, you don't sit there and have a five minute discussion with them, you know, over time, then that can eventually turn into something. But you know, the whole thing about walking up to, it's just like if you're at a bar and somebody walks over to you and tries a line, a pickup line. I mean, how many times does that work? Right. I haven't seen it work very often. It just often. seems like a bar is a different kind of place because you're just doing sort of a passive kind of thing. You're just sitting there or having a drink. In the gym, you're there for a specific purpose other than to to get hit on, right? I mean, you're right. there well, to, to work point. out. Right, well, that's my point. That's my point is that, yeah, I mean, if I'm working out, if you're just coming over and talking to me and making me stop working out is going to irritate me. Yeah. And make it obviously a lot less likely that you're going to have any kind of success. So, <laughs> but that's, I mean, if you see people there all the time and they wait till the end of the workout or before you start and just come over and say, hi, you know, how are you? And then let you work out. I think that's, that's fine. Okay. Obviously you both have, if you see somebody there all the time, you both have the same interest in terms of lifestyle at the gym, you know, working out. So that can be a good place to start, I think. So, you know. Just use be, use your, your brain, yeah, guys. I think sometimes, I, I, and the reason I bring this up, I'm not the one, I'm not the type, 
and obviously I'm not single right now, but even in the days when I was single, it just seemed, especially if a woman has a headphones on, that's a clear sign not to talk to them. But even if they don't, it, to just randomly go up and start talking seemed inappropriate because I'm interrupting what they're doing. Right. Like I'm interrupting what they're there for. And, but I just see guys do that all the time. And that brings up kind of the subject we, you and I were talking about earlier about giving advice to people. Just going up to somebody you don't know and giving them advice about their workout is also, I think, completely inappropriate unless you work at that gym. And even then, you know, use discretion in that, that case. But I, I don't know. I, I, take, I don't know if I take offense at it. When it's, and it's rare that it's ever happened. I don't think I can't even think of when it's happened. But you and I were at the gym the other day, and I remember I was standing kind of off to the side, and some guy came up to you and was telling you how to do your squats or whatever you were doing. Mm-hmm. And to me, I was kind of like, yeah. yeah, and I think you worked there, so it wasn't that big a deal. But, you know, if somebody asks you for help, that's one thing. But to just go in there and start telling somebody how to do their stuff, it, it, again, that just seems wrong to right. me. Right. Yeah, and especially as somebody that, because I've had that a few times where people told me, oh, you know, try this or, you know, do it this way or, you know. And, I mean, how how do I know who you are or what your credentials are? And so why am I going to take that advice over you know, what I've been doing. So, I mean, sometimes people will come up to me and they'll say, Oh, that's a good exercise. Have you tried this for shoulders or Mm -hmm. have you tried this for chest? And usually I have, so I'll just kind of, yeah, but sometimes you, you haven't and you can get a good exercise that way, but that's not somebody telling you what you're doing wrong. It's somebody helping you with, you know, try to expand your Again, if you have a relationship with the person, even a conversant relationship where you've met them and you've talked to them, that's completely different. But again, just use some common sense and just don't go up to random people and tell them how to work out. If you're a trainer, if you feel like you know better than them, it's just kind of insulting, I think, and it's just not not cool. But the main rule of thumb is just use your brain, use your basic social skills, and just just be appropriate. Keep in mind there's other people. So, And think about how you want other people to leave their stuff or, you know, we'll have to share the same equipment. So just the golden rule it right, applies right. in the gym as well as in life. <laughs> well, Sarah, do you have an article for us this week? Anything you've read that's uh, been interesting in the fitness world? Yeah, I was reading about, I know, I'm not sure that we've talked about the whole, the new plate versus the food pyramid. No, we um, haven't really. No, but that actually might be so part of another yeah. episode, but explain um, that if you can. Well, can I do it quickly? Let's see. Yeah. <laughs> well, basically, we've taken the food pyramid that we've all kind of grown up with, and now they're going more with the plate. So dividing up sections of your plate, looking at just your regular dinner plate, you know, um, quarter of it protein, half of it vegetables, and the other quarter starch, um, carbohydrates, um, which I would want to do some kind of whole grain or something like that. But I've seen... Examples where they had mashed potatoes. <laughs> I'm sure they were sweet potatoes. But um, so in doing with that, going along with that, um, I was also reading that they're trying to um, push the food industry to kind of update the um, the nutritional um, labels on food so that it's a little easier to, to read and a little easier to understand. So I know they've been working towards that, but in terms of the you know, serving size is a big one. I mean, you look at a food label and it says, you know, 100 calories, but there's, you know, three and a half servings in there. So, you know, all of a sudden, unless you've noticed that and you've looked at that, 
you might not, you might be taking in quite a bit more calories than you originally thought. By the way, that uh, website for the new plate diagram is choosemyplate.gov. And it has that, that diagram on there, I believe. So essentially what we're trying to do is make things a little easier to understand and highlight the things that are most important, uh, calories, and um, just overall make it more user-friendly. Same way with the plate, trying to make the plate um, an easier thing to use, an easier tool to use than opposed to the, the food diagram. Awesome. That makes sense. All right. Well, that wraps up our show for this week. Uh, remember to friend us on Facebook, and if you can, subscribe on iTunes. The best way to do it is just to go to iTunes, go to the iTunes store, and put in the number two, and then F-I-T, and then our uh, podcast will come up, and you can uh, subscribe on there. I think we're going to do a start giving away some prizes to people that subscribe. I think we're going to kind of do a little drive here in the next few weeks. We're going to be send a, uh, send you a little. We're thinking maybe a stress balls or something. Everybody that, that subscribes on iTunes gets a free stress ball, and uh, we'll look into that. But uh, if you've got anything you'd like to make a comment, anything you'd like to say, comments about the show, suggestions, feel free to write us at uh, 2fit at fitwithb.com, or you can write Sarah at sarah at fitwithb.com, and we'll be back next week. So this is Brandon Walker. And I'm Sarah Hollyhead. Saying get fit and be well. <laughs>